Chapter 20 of Crops and Methods for Soil Improvement by Alva A.G. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. Chapter 20 Mixtures for Crops. Composition of Plant Not a Guide. It has been pointed out that a chemical analysis of a soil is not a dependable guide in the selection of a fertilizer. Years ago, the theory was advanced that the analysis of the crops desired should be a guide, but it has proved nearly worthless. This theory does not take into account the soil's supply of plant food. Moreover, a certain crop may demand a large supply of an element at a time of the year when the soil's supply is inactive. The need of nitrogen for grass in the early spring, before nitrification in the soil is active, is an illustration. Let the causes be what they may. The fertilizer formulas that call for plant food in a fertilizer in the same proportions that it is found in plants are disappointing in their results. The analysis of the plant is not a dependable index. The multiplication of formulas. Fertilizer manufacturers have made all possible combinations of fertilizer materials, using them in various quantities. Each manufacturer has given a mixture a brand of his own, and confusion reigns. There is no formula for a soil or crop that will remain absolutely the best even for one particular field. It represents one's judgment of the present need and is employed subject to change, just as is the prescription of a physician. It is usually only an approach toward the most profitable amount and kind of plant food that may be supplied. The one important consideration is that no manufacturer can know the need nearly so well as the intelligent farmer who knows the history of his field and constantly tests its ability. A few combinations are safest. It is the best judgment of scientists today that greater results would be obtained from the use of commercial fertilizers if the number of formulas could be reduced to 10 or even a less number. The satisfactory fertilizers fall into three classes. One, the phosphatic fertilizer carrying phosphoric acid to land that gets its nitrogen from clover or stable manure and that continues to supply its own potash. Such a fertilizer should have a high content of phosphoric acid in order that the freight charge per pound of plant food may be as low as possible. Acid phosphate, basic slag, and bone are chief in this group. 2. The combination of phosphoric acid and potash that is needed by soils obtaining all required nitrogen from clover or manure. In most instances, the phosphoric acid should run higher than the potash, but the percentage of potash should never run lower than 4. A lower percentage of potash is not as profitable as a higher one, provided any potash is needed. The potash content should be greater than that of the phosphoric acid in case of some sandy soils and of some crops of heavy leaf growth, including various garden crops. 3. The so-called complete fertilizer that supplies some nitrogen with the two other plant constituents. Such fertilizer should furnish, with few exceptions, 3% of nitrogen, if no more. Amount of application. In common practice, fertilizers are not applied freely enough when they are used at all. The exception to this rule may be found in the case of small applications to cold and inert soils to force growth in the first few weeks of a plant's life. It is difficult to see how 80 or 100 pounds of fertilizer can affect an acre of land one way or the other, but experience teaches that such an amount can do so in respect to young plants. Phosphoric acid has peculiar power in forcing some development of roots in a small plant, and a small application in the drill or row may help the plants to gain ability to forage for themselves. 
In early spring, a small application of nitrate of soda has marked effect, tidying the plants over a period of need until the soil is ready to give up part of its store. If a soil is not fertile and fertilizers are needed as an important source of plant food throughout the season, the application should be liberal. If it is necessary to plant a field that is deficient in fertility, expending labor and money for tillage and seed, the only rational course is to furnish all needed plant food for a good yield. There may be little net profit from the one crop, but there will be more than could be obtained without the liberal fertilization, and the soil will be better equipped for another crop. This applies in a notable degree to fertilization of a wheat crop with which timothy and clover will be seeded. The difference in cost of 350 pounds of a high-grade fertilizer and 150 pounds of a low-grade one, when applied to a poor soil under these circumstances, may be recovered in the grain crop, and at the same time a good sod will be made possible for the permanent improvement of the land. It is a safe business rule that land should be left uncultivated unless enough plant food can be provided in some way for a good yield. The man who cannot incur a heavy fertilizer bill when necessary should restrict acreage for his own sake. Similarity of Requirements Many of our staple crops are very similar in their fertilizer requirements, and this simplifies fertilization. Setting aside the impression gained from the dissimilarity in the so-called corn, potato, wheat, and grass fertilizers on the market, the farmer knows that the soil which is in a good state of fertility is best for any of them, and if the soil is hard-run, it should have its plant food supply supplemented. The hard-run soil usually is lacking in available supplies of all three plant food constituents. If a fertilizer containing 3% of nitrogen, 10% of phosphoric acid, and 6% of potash serves the wheat well, it will serve the timothy that starts in the wheat. Likewise, it will serve the corn, although a heavier application will be needed because corn is a heavy feeder. Experience has taught that it will serve the potato similarly, and that the potato will repay the cost of free use of fertilizer. If the soil is sandy and deficient in potash, the percentage of phosphoric acid may be cut to 8, and the percentage of potash raised to 10, and all these crops will profit thereby. If the nitrogen content in the soil is high, none of these crops may need nitrogen in the fertilizer. This is a general principle and safer guidance, though the best profit will demand some modification that readily occurs to the farmer as he studies his crops and their rotation. To illustrate, the corn is given the clover sod or the manure partly because it requires more plant food than the wheat. It gets the best of the nitrogen and may need only a rock and potash fertilizer, while the wheat that follows may need some available nitrogen to force growth in the fall. There is no fixed formula for any field or crop, and the point to be made here only is that the requirements of many standard crops do not have the dissimilarity usually supposed, except in respect to quantity. A marked exception is found in the oat crop, which does not bear the application of much nitrogen, and often fares well on the remains of the manure that fed the corn, if some phosphoric acid is added. Maintaining Fertility A heavy clover sod gives assurance that a good crop of corn or potatoes can be grown. If the amount of plant food in the sod is not excessive, a heavy crop of wheat can be produced. The condition of the soil favors many crops. The clover has placed it upon a productive basis for the time being. The object that should be kept in view when a scheme of soil fertilization is worked out is the maintenance of such a state of fertility that the land can be depended upon for whatever crop comes round in the rotation. When a 3-10-6 fertilizer or a 3-8-10 fertilizer is used, 
the effect upon a thin soil is to restore it temporarily to this good cropping power the size of the application varying with the crop a richer soil may want the phosphoric acid and potash without the nitrogen a manured soil may need only the phosphoric acid the purpose of the fertilizer in any case is maintenance or increase of fertility and when this object has been secured the crop may be whatever the rotation calls for it is this rational scheme that gives success to the pennsylvania station's methods on some of its test plats a given amount of plant food is put upon the land which is under a four years rotation one half of it is applied every second year the corn gets one half because it can use it to advantage the oat crop that follows finds enough fertility because the soil is good next in the rotation is the wheat and the wheat and timothy and clover plants can use fertilizer with profit there is no change in its character because it is the soil that is getting the assistance and not primarily just one crop in a rotation the land in this experiment that is well fertilized is more productive than it was thirty years ago although no manure has been applied and it is the general productive condition that assures good yields and not chiefly any one application of fertilizer fertilizer for grass a fertile soil will make a good sod a thinner soil should have a liberal dressing of complete fertilizer at seeding time and the formula that has been suggested is excellent for this purpose if a succession of timothy hay crops is desired the problem of maintaining fertility is wholly changed the nitrogen supplied by the clover is soon exhausted and the timothy sod must be kept thick and heavy until broken or the soil will not have its supply of organic matter maintained nitrogen must be supplied freely and phosphoric acid and potash must likewise be given the soil the draft upon the soil is heavy and at the same time the effort should be to have a sod to be broken for corn that will produce a big crop without the use of any fertilizer the grass is the natural crop to receive the plant food because its roots fill the ground and the corn should get its food from the rotting sod when broken station tests have shown that a sod can be caused to increase in productiveness for several years by means of annual applications of the right combinations of plant food in the early spring a mixture of 150 pounds of nitrate of soda 150 pounds of acid phosphate and 50 pounds of muriate of potash is excellent this gives nearly the same quantity each of nitrogen phosphoric acid and potash and is near a 777 fertilizer the only material change in relative amounts of plant food constituents when compared with a 3106 and a 3810 fertilizer is in the increase of nitrogen due to the heavy drafts made by continuous mowings of timothy this fertilizer should be used as soon as any green appears in the grass field in the spring after the year of clover harvest the large amount of nitrogen makes this an unprofitable fertilizer for clover and its use is not advised until the spring of the year in which timothy will be harvested all the nitrogen from clover the pennsylvania station has shown in a test of 30 years that when good clover is grown in a four years rotation of corn oats wheats and clover the fertility of the naturally good clay loam soil may be maintained and even slightly increased without the use of any manure or purchased nitrogen phosphoric acid and potash have been applied and the clover hay crop has been taken off the land this result has been possible only by means of good clover sods if there had been no applications of phosphoric acid and potash the clover would have failed to maintain fertility as is proved by other plats in this experiment no one should continue to depend upon such a scheme of keeping land fertile whenever he finds that the clover is not thriving method of applying fertilizers if a fertilizer is used in small amount with the purpose of merely giving the plants a start it should be near the seed if the application is heavy and the roots of the plants spread upon all sides 
The fertilizer, as a rule, should be applied to all the ground and should be mixed with the surface soil. This puts the plant food where needed and saves from danger of injury to the seed through contact. A seeming exception may be found in the case of the potato, but usually some close tillage confines its roots to the row for a time. Experience indicates that when a potato fertilizer does not exceed 500 pounds per acre, it may well be put into the row, but a heavier application should be divided, one half being broadcasted or drilled into the surface and the other half of the application being made in the row. An excess of nitrogen. Too much nitrogen due to heavy manuring or other cause produces an excessive growth of stalk or straw at the expense of grain production, in the case of corn, wheat, and other cereals. It produces a rank growth of potato vines and partial failure of the crop of tubers. It produces a tender growth of straw or vine that invites injury from fungus diseases. It is the rule that soils have a deficiency in nitrogen, but when there is an excess, the best cure comes through use of such crops as timothy, cabbage, and ensilage corn. Heavy applications of rock and potash fertilizers assist in recovery of right conditions, but are not wholly effective until exhaustive crops have removed some of the nitrogen. End of chapter 20.